about to listen to the profound word of God, ministered by Ty Adeshigma, pastor of Worship Tabernacle Church. Without a doubt, this will be a life-transforming experience as you acquaint yourself with the word of God and develop a rich and rewarding relationship with Him. This message will certainly shape your life, fulfill your dreams, and guarantee your success. wonderful time we've had in the presence of the almighty God. Alright, uh, I said this is the first service, I'm just going to say this again. Um, the Bible says man plans, but the turning thereon of is of God. I did mention at the start of uh, February that um, one of the things uh, I don't want to do is to preach seasonal messages. So, month of February is called the month of love. Um, and so we just talk about love. And I thought, and I said it, that, I've, that I'm not hearing something here, there's a feedback or something like that. Um, and I did say that this Sunday we we're opening up to question and answers. And then I felt that's not going to work. The Holy Spirit started to deal with me that He wants me to continue about this love walk, this love message. Just another couple of weeks and then we'll spend a whole Sunday just answering questions. I still, God wants me to deal with what I call um, how to have great homes, how to build great homes. God wants me to speak about divorce. How do we tackle that? How do we deal with that? God wants me to speak about relationships and love and all that kind of stuff. And I've only just done two out of the many that God has said. And said. So it's premature to ask questions and answers. I've done this on Wednesday, seven ways to be more attractive. Um, and, and, and I'm dealing with the skill of love. And I feel that if we spend just a month, few, few weeks there, it may answer some questions. Or we'll now have a whole lot of time where we have given ourselves up to questions and answers. So please forgive me if um, you have come with your questions. Hold on to it and we will deal with this as we uh, go along. Amen? Amen? So I want to continue and I want to deal with the last aspect of what I call the skill of love. First John chapter 3 and verse 22 to 23 says, And we receive from him whatever we ask. And we receive from him whatever we ask. I'm going to say this again because this is the core of our scripture. Uh, this, this is core, core of our scripture today. This is the core, this is the foundation of what we'll be talking about today. He says anything that we ask of him, we would receive. Why? Because we carefully and consistently keep his commandments and do the things that are pleasing in his sight. This is his commandment that we believe in the name of his son Jesus Christ and that we unselfishly, someone shout unselfishly. I want, us to get, I want to get you out of the church as quickly as possible. But if, you, if your response is that, I may have to walk this a long time. Say unselfishly, unselfishly. Love, love and seek the best for one another. Just as he commanded us. Did you see that word? Unselfishly. Then John chapter 13, 34 says, A new commandment is the commandment I give you, that you love one another as I have loved you, and that you also love one another. Now, 
I started with the introduction that there are some things that you must embrace about love to reduce frustration. There are some things. And the first thing I spoke about is what love is and what love is not. Number one is love is a skill and not a feeling. You have to understand and master the skill of love. Love is not looking into someone's eye, falling, uh, falling down and you're married. That's not love. There is, a, there is a skill that you have to learn to love. Not something that comes from your hormones or your emotions. And, and, and I know you, you, you're looking at me and you're just feeling, what is he saying? I'm telling you, if you have to learn the skill to be skillful in your job, likewise you have to learn the skill of love. Number two, I said love is a job. Love cannot exist merely in the mind. It has to have legs and arms and kisses sometimes in order to make it real. Love is a job. It's a job that produces rewards when we give ourselves to it. Love is a job. It is a job. It is a skill, not a feeling. It is a job. And number three, love is an ability. Most of the time, ability is not given. It is grown. You have to feed it. You have to nourish it. And you have to work as hard as possible to make it thrive through every single season. And, and I know that there are so many people of us because today uh, I may be alluding to husbands and wife and all that kind of stuff. And I know there are so many people today that are, eh, I'm not yet married yet. This is not applicable to me. I don't understand why you say that because the, you, you just don't become a medical doctor and they just say, oh, you will be medical doctor seven years from now on. Don't go to school. Bam! Seven years after that, you're a medical doctor. You, 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 you go to uni. You train for it before you even start it. Likewise, you, you, some of you have been to university, you've been to school, you've been to stuff, and you spend like four, five, six years learning and mastering your trade before they could even give you a job. The, the people who come out to sing, they just didn't say, Oh, Holy Spirit, come upon me. Uh, turn my voice around and bam, you, 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 you start to sing. I've seen in many churches where the singer will come up and say, don't, don't, don't listen to my voice, listen to my words. If that ever happens in here, I will stand up and say, I have enough of the words, sit down, sit down. I, I, I need to listen to good singing. We haven't had enough. Go and train. You know those who do that are those who don't train. Those who don't give themselves to training and master the skill. Those are the ones that says the Holy Ghost is going to speak through my words, not necessarily my voice. No. No, 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 no. Uh, if the Holy Ghost wants to use a donkey to sing, he will use a donkey to sing. Right now, sit down. Uh, and, and so, I'm saying that it's very important for us to be able to learn this before we even get there. And so I decided to talk about three skills that will help you become a skillful lover. And the first thing I said, uh, the three A's I've used, the first A is adopt the love command. Focus on the command and not the conflict. Love is a commitment. Uh, it's, it's, it's keynote is not merely emotion but devotion. It's devotion. It is self-giving, self-sacrifice. Love is a command. You've got to adopt it. It's not like, can I argue with it? Should I do it or should I not? No, love is a command. Number two, which is the second A, is aim to be righteous and not right. Love is being righteous and not right. When you pursue rightness rather than righteousness, you are concerned with being correct at any cost. 
You want to be correct in the eyes of man. While righteousness on the other hand is concerned about what God thinks. Not the opinion of man. So you don't have to always be right. Being right can kill and ruin your relationship faster than you've built it. And then number three, which I want to round up today, is what I call accept. Love is the root of the blessing. This is important. Accept that love is the root of the blessing. Years ago, when I was in IT, we, we studied uh, about uh, networking, and there was a particular program called Unix, uh, that has what is called the uh, 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 root account. In fact, in any IT um, setup, whether it's Microsoft, whether it's Unix, Unix whether it's, it's all these other platforms, there's something called the root account. The root account. It's the most privileged on the system and has absolute power over every single thing. And from the root account, if some of you ever did IT, you have what is called directories. And then from the directories, you have what is called subdirectories. And most of your phones that you're using is a sub of a sub of a sub of a sub of a subdirectory. Yes, so what happens is that if the root account, the, the, the basic thing that runs every single thing in, in wide area network on a sister, uh, Cisco network, you have to have the root account. If anything compromises the root account, every single thing in its vicinity or attached to it goes down. And that means a person who has the root account has to be the most trusted and the most knowledgeable. Are you following what I'm saying? Um, 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 inside the directories and subdirectories, therein our files are placed. So, take for example, we have what is called the cloud. You follow what I'm saying? And people put their files and their photographs, they put it on the cloud. It's not the cloud that is up there that they put it on, just to make everyone realize. When they say iCloud, it's, 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 not, it's not the cloud. Uh, it is, you're putting your stuff on a subdirectory or your files on a subdirectory of a directory of a root directory. So technically speaking, although you say your files are safe and no one can get into it, the person who creates the sub, the, the directory can see everything you're doing. Mm-hmm. Sorry, maybe that's bad news, but trust me. Anything you place on there, somebody, no matter how much you put your, your pin uh, or your stuff, can see it. The people on the ground, the, the people who are dealing with the root directory can actually see anything. They can wipe you out in a second. That's why they can change your ID and your whole identity in one minute. But let's not go there. You think it's, it happens in the film. It happens in real life. So are, are you following what I'm saying? Therefore, when we talk about a plant, we don't, we, we, the, the plant has a root, then it has a shoot, then it has a fruit. Most of the time, what we see is we see the shoot and we see the fruit. And we pay cognizance to the shoot and to the fruit because the root is not seen. Follow me quick, quickly. Yeah, when I walked into, when we bought our house a long time ago, when we got in there, we found out that the people who were living in the house were very horticultural. 
They had flowers here. The garden was so nice. I remember there was like a palm tree in the middle. I don't know what happened with my wife. I have no idea. But I remember that after three, four months, these flowers were dying. Somehow, uh, she would send me out to go and deal with the stuff. And when I get frustrated, I just started uprooting every single thing. Like, um, this thing is not working fine. There was one plant particularly that I liked. Nice green flowers. And it was turning brown. One day I was, I thought, maybe I should get some green paint. And just paint over it to look really nice. And having said that, although you smiled, but that's how we treat our lives. Many of us focus on the shoot than the root. Many of us pay attention so much on the shoot that we forget that the problem doesn't exist from the shoot, it exists from the root. Why are we having problems in our marriage? We start fighting each other because we're dealing with the shoot of the problem and not the root of the problem. How, well, you, you, you don't know where that person is coming from. Oh, I married you, but did you check his father? Did you check his mom? Did you check their family? Maybe this is something that goes on in their family. You just married, but you didn't look at the history. I remember some last year when I was dealing during the men's uh, Father's Day, I was dealing with territorial spirits and things that affect men in different cultures and in different areas. I spoke about the place, men that come from Nigeria, and some of you, your parents come from Nigeria, and when they come from Nigeria, have you not noticed that one in every two people have a step stepbrother, stepsister, people you don't even know who they are. Your father, they have so many, some in America, some in Jamaica, some in, they're just all over the place. You just don't really, really know. Some of you will see them when your father passes away and some don't even come back. You just don't know. How many of you? I think we are 14. Think. Because the, the issue is not a promiscuity. The issue is it's an ingrained root problem. Where we, where, 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 where that kind of ethnicity comes from? If you walk into the Caribbeans, you will find that the men don't stay. They don't stay. Because the root problem didn't happen by the man being irresponsible. It is a root. It's a root issue. Because in those days, they used to take them, put them into the sugarcane um, 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 field, allow them to, to walk and walk, and they only come back once in every single three, four months, come, sleep with the woman. The woman is impregnated. They even force them to sleep so that they can produce more children, and more children can walk on it. And many of us thought it was a slave mentality issue, but we didn't know that it perpetuated an evil that goes through generations. And you're wondering, why is he just behaving like that? It's not because he's stupid. It's not because he's foolish. But we're dealing, trying to deal with a shoot problem, whereas it is a root problem. And there are other, and I know I chose that, but don't shoot me. Go to my message because I use different ethnicities. I talk about the, 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 the Asian, 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 um, uh, community. I, I spoke about the Ghanaian community. I spoke about different communities. So if you want to marry someone from there, you are just marrying. Without realizing that you have to go on your knees and pray against a root issue that may be happening. I remember when my wife and I married, I just was wondering why, why wasn't she tactile? She wasn't tactile then. I'll hold her hands, she won't hold my hands. When she comes in, I just, I, I dreamed of when I'm going to get married, as I walk into the house, I'll have a woman who will just jump on me. Hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you feel me? But I'll just walk in and I'll meet her. Hi, honey. 
Or, or, or she travels. And when she's coming back from the airport, here you are waiting for her to come out. And you've seen different people jumping and having fun. And she goes, mm-hmm. What up? What? And so, we, 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 we had issues. And I remember this particular day when it got to the zenith of my impatience. Uh, we were, was in church. And I just, we were worshipping God. And I just saw a couple in front worshipping God. The guy, the girl who held the guy's hands, lifted up their hands and worshipped God. I reached out to mine. And she didn't take her hands away, but there was this, you could feel. I'm like, I didn't care anything about the worship, neither the sermon. I was furious. Said, there's a problem here. I'm not feeling you. You haven't crossed over yet. And so when we got home, I said, I need to get to the root of this. And I assumed that the root was basically because at the age of five, her dad passed away. So there was no man in her life that showed her love without expecting something back. Either by sexual favors or different kinds of stuff. I don't think she ever sat down on a man's lap without any other connotations going with it. And I felt that that was the problem. That's why I said, maybe because there was no man that has really shown you love because no one wants to get it. And she agreed with me, but there was a deeper issue that was never said. Until one day, on a Sunday, we finished on a Sunday, woke up on a Monday morning, something happened in church, you understand, and it was, it was, it was like a release, it was administration and all that, and she just said, you know, years ago, very long time ago, years ago, at this age, I was physically abused, sexually abused. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, ah, baby, no, I didn't say that, I was stupid. Like some men I was just stupid. I was angry. Why did you tell me? She told me this before. I've been going through this idiot. Sometimes, sometimes, we just can behave in a stupid way. And the next statement she said is, the way you're reacting was why I didn't tell you. And I was so ashamed. I had to come back, get rid of the stupidity, ask for the wisdom of God. I'm back. Stupidity is back. Uh, And now has to go out. And then we started to talk. Ever since we had that discussion, she crossed over. You understand? And, we st- and, and, and it, was like, it was like a dam broke. A release came upon our marriage and upon our, uh, our relationship. Because the problem, I was dealing with the shoot, the hogs. Like, you need to learn. But you can't learn if you don't deal with the root issue. Is anyone following what I'm saying? It's very important. And maybe in our relationships, we're fighting each other because we are dealing with the symptom instead of the causative organism. And I needed to explain the roots because this is where I'm going. Many of us are in a relationship because we do not understand that the blessing doesn't come from money. It comes from love. Listen to me everyone. Don't love money. Love your spouse. Mm. Many people have left their spouse because they think that money is the root of blessing. People have made a decision on who they should marry because of money. They feel that money is what will produce love. Listen to me. The root of your life, whether you're single and especially if you're married, is not money. Many people have married because of money. Many parents have told people, why are you going to marry that one? What are, what are they going to bring? 
After you brought the guy in, they will say, so where do you come from? What job do you have? What are you doing? And many people have married because of money. I, I, I always use myself as an example. I, my dad and my mom didn't have the best of a relationship. Not the best of marriage. We didn't experience the best of marriage for a very long time. And when I got into university, I gave my life to Christ. I started to understand certain things. And one day I asked my dad, why exactly did you marry my mom? Why did you marry my mom? Because I can't see the exhibition of love between both of you. They normally would fight. And, and my dad said, eh, I married because she came from a rich family. And, 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 and there was, the first thing that came out of me was annoyance. You know, you think you know better. Until he said to say, he says, you know what I just said may not, may, may not be the right answer you want. He said, but if you look into your family, he was telling me to look into his family. Everyone was poor. Everyone was poor. And he said he vowed that he wants to marry someone that is at least above his level. So he can rise above the level of those who are around him. So he saw my mom. And his mom was beautiful. She was lovely. She was beautiful. She was always in short skirts. She was really beautiful. Uh, I'm telling you. If you check her photographs, she was beautiful. In fact, there are some photographs I was looking at like, Mom, Mom, Mom. Wearing this thing, you could see everything underneath. Uh, so I said, I, 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 I understand. But, 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 but she, she, he went out with my mom because my mom came from a rich family. And so he wanted to upgrade. The only problem there was for 30 odd years after that, it was chaos. If you ever marry because of a reason, the reason does not bring the blessing. You marry because someone is beautiful, beauty fades away. You marry because the guy is handsome, that, 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 that handsomeness fades away. And if you want to know how to marry, go get my message over the last two weeks of Wednesday. Seven ways to become more attractive, not more beautiful. You need to understand. Because if you marry someone because the girl is, is, has some money, has a car, has a house, you pack into a house, sooner or later you will pack out. Because the house will not sustain what you're going through. You marry the guy because you feel that the guy is driving a good car, whilst you saw another guy that does not have any car, and technically speaking, without any shadow of doubt, if I were in your shoes, I would choose likewise. No, I would. Think about it. Samuel nearly missed who he was going to ordain. He came to, to the house of Jesse. Elia, God says, I don't look the way you're looking. This is the man who anointed Saul one time. And seven other children went past him. And he still didn't hear God quickly that the person you're looking for is in the desert. So if Samuel himself could have a problem of who he should appoint... Do you think you won't? We marry because of a reason. Sometimes it's not compatibility. Sometimes it is a reason. Some of us marry. I'm not, uh, uh, people from my ethnicity, uh, uh, ethnicity, they are too much trouble. So we go marry from somewhere else. Yeah, you're marrying that person who doesn't realize you are running from your ethnicity. Honestly. Oh, I want to marry because I want to have blended kids. No, no, no. Some of you don't realize how deep these things go. And then you marry and you find out that this is not what you were expecting. Because the, the, the issue is that the blessing doesn't come from money. The root of your life 
And the root of your prosperity comes from the love work. Many people, and some of you can, can identify with me, where your parents have left home, gone to Africa, gone to the Caribbean, gone around looking for money and say, I'm starting a business there. They leave their entire household. They leave the woman with two, three kids. They go off saying, I need to do something with my life. I need to make money. Trust me, when I make money, all of you will enjoy. And then sooner or later, you have a stepbrother. The home becomes disintegrated. Because the law of the love of money has taken them away from everything that God has put in place. Love makes you sit down at home. Love brings you home every single day. Love allows you to put food on the table and be content with what you have and not what you're trying to get. Love makes you accommodate each other. Loves make me say, yes, I may think I have a better life, but I have a child that I want to leave a legacy behind. Love makes me leave my job and go after my son, go after my daughter. Love doesn't make you always say, I'm busy. And some of you have never visited your child's school or never gone for any parents', parents um, um, uh, uh, meeting. Even not that. Even you've never attended any game they have played because I'm busy. Many of you have suspended your home and your life and, your, and, and everything you have just because of a career. A career that they can suspend you from. You're chasing after things that many of you don't realize does not last. Many of you don't realize that money doesn't answer everything. Some of us are parents we ignore that we should adore. Because remember this. If, if my mom was alive, or some of your moms are alive, they may not be able to put money in your pocket. But when you have children, they're able to take care of their grandchildren on your behalf and save you money. Or not even save you money, but at least save your children from abuse. I was coming back home one day. I was driving. I stopped at the zebra crossing. They had just finished school. And I saw this gentleman. Old gentleman. He was pushing a buggy. A child was in there. And was holding the hand of probably a six-year-old or five-year-old child. He just picked them up from school. And I looked at this grandparent and said, this is what he does every single day. That's not money. That's just love. Because there are sometimes he's sick and it was raining and I saw him in the rain. Money fails. And that's what we're running after. That's what would determine if you marry the person or not. That's what would determine if you stay together. I'm not saying money is not necessary because love does not pay bills. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not introducing laziness. Love does not pay bills. Love does not pay bills. Love does not put a weave on your hair. Love is ne- money is necessary. But the problem we have is that we feel that money is the root of the blessing of love. That if I have money, things will work. How many of us realize who have parents? Parents have seen that have thrown their children, 
from Africa, from anywhere, throwing them into a high educational school here, throw money at it, and still the child came out wrong. Because they think if I can just give them, put them in the best schools, and if I can keep paying for their school fees, and the child is like, that's not what I need. How many of us can remember any gift our parents gave us? I can't. My dad didn't have money to give me any gift. We never celebrated any birthdays. We never celebrated any anniversaries. We never celebrated. In fact, I only, I only knew my dad's birthday after my mom passed away. I didn't even know what day she was born. I knew it was the 28th or 29th of February. I had no idea because it was never celebrated in our house. Neither did we receive any gift. But I can remember the times I would sleep on the bed with my dad and we'll have discussions. It's not money. We didn't have enough money. They didn't even have money. But we had love. That even in the chaos of my dad and my mom fighting, there was still the love that they showed that I can remember incidences in our lives that we had a great time. Every 31st of December, we will slaughter a cow. And all of us will eat around the table, cook it and do it. And so we'll rear a, a cow or a goat, a goat, a goat, not a cow, sorry, a goat for a whole year. And that's when we enjoy ourselves. That's when we all sit around. But I can still remember that. But can I remember the toy? I can't remember the toy. Can you remember the toy? How many of your children you will give a toy today and tomorrow they've, 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 they've destroyed it? It's not how much money you pay for a ring that, that brings longevity. It is the love that you show. The Bible says in 1 Timothy chapter 6 verse 10, let's quickly finish. The Bible says the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. Some have wandered away from the faith and have impaled themselves with a lot of pain because they have made money their goal. The blessing is attached to the love walk. We really are not living until we are loving. If you know that showing love produces the blessing, then don't rob yourself of the empowerment to prosper. Let me show you a scripture. Let's quickly, let's, let's jump. First Peter chapter 3 verse 7. First, the New Living Translation. Look at what it says. He says, Husbands, in the same way, sorry, in the same way, you husbands must give what? Honor to your wives. Treat your wife with understanding as you live together. Fine. She may be weaker than you are, feminist. But she is your equal partner in God's gift of new life. Feminist. Do you understand now? God is a feminist. Are you okay now? Because you're equal. So that kills the argument. Can you hear me upstairs? Eh, but didn't God say that man is the head of the wife? Eh, if you don't like that, don't marry. We give you the freedom to stay alone. But even though... <laughs> there's nothing wrong with you. You just don't want to marry. You're cool. You fulfill life. But if you want to marry, there's an order with God. But although God says that the husband is the head in this world... But in God's eyes, they are what? Equal. Put it up, please. Let's finish. He says, so all that is right. He says, treat her as you should, so your prayers will not be hindered. Meaning that if you mistreat your wife, your prayers will be hindered. 
Come on guys, you really think that it is okay for you to have other women on your iPhone, your Android, your Samsung that you're looking at and you're committing cyber adultery. And you're asking God to bless you. Bro, it doesn't work like that. You, 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 you really think that you can just mess around outside and come home and, you, and you're praying to God. It doesn't work like that. Many of us are truncating our blessing because we're not treating the woman right. We're not taking care of her. God says that I will bless you if you bless what I give into your hands. And men just think that the more I can make money, everything will be okay. You are even not making that money because you are reversing the order. The Bible says that I will answer your prayers if you love someone. And your blessing comes from the love. You're mocking around. You're hiding your phone. You're telling her you're, you're, you're jealous. You're overreacting. But if she's overreacting, God is seeing you and saying, I can't answer your prayer because your wife is overreacting. And that if I give you more, if I give you more money, more money will buy bigger gig and bigger gig means bigger cyber adultery. But I know you women are agreeing with me. But let me come to your own praise. God even wants you to love your husband. Yeah, I don't know how to say it. Recently, I watched on Instagram when a wife went to confront a side chick. It's on Instagram. Pastor, why are you watching that? So I can teach. I know I will get emails from this, but I need to say the truth because I need to save marriages. When me, Moa, looked at the woman confronting the side chick, even I had to say, woman. water has touched the wife's hair in a month. I really don't think so. I really don't think so. Because this thing, you need to understand that men are hunters. So they will hunt you, buy gifts for you, do everything for you, and as soon as they get you, they are looking for the next thing to hunt. And men, you can't change it. Men hunt what is attractive. So you see the side chick in jeans, stuff, wearing stuff, nice, hair, all the way long down. And then you see the woman, no water has touched the hair. So you're asking the question, why has he gone out? Let me teach you clearly. If God gave you something, take care of it. Your size 9, when he married, you're 19. After three, and you think there's nothing wrong. He doesn't come home. I'm pastor. I've dealt with this so many times. You, you, go to, you, you, you can't cook. You can't dress. 
You're not good in, in, with intimacy. What else? Because, listen to me. You know what? You see, I can see many women, their faces are stone. Laugh at me, babe, babe, babe. You've you got to encourage me. Because, 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 have you got to get you give you the truth? So if you're not married, understand this. Because many people, the root problem is progression. I'm born, go to school, get married, have children, die. So they don't understand that there's a skill towards love. Which means, as God speaks to the man, so he speaks to the woman. The love walk makes you look good and stay good. Not just get married and suddenly you become a grandmother. In appearance. Even grandparents look better than most of you at your 25, 30. And your mom will start looking at you and say, say to you, why are you dressed like this mom? I can't be bothered. Just wearing a shower cap from morning till evening. Okay. Okay. I'm trying to deliver marriages here. Oh, Pastor, yeah, I have two kids. So what? Jadine has two kids. My wife has two kids. Dr. Baker has two kids. Emeka has two kids. They, look, you can stop the rubbish. Get a grip. And so now, even if a side chick comes, she really needs to get off the side. Because you are yourself. You are already physically, spiritually, emotionally. I know they are cheaters and they are cheaters. Men are foolish. Some. But don't give them the opportunity. It's a love walk. It's a skill. It's a skill. It's a skill. Okay. The blessing is attached to the love walk. How are you walking? What are you doing? The Bible says the blessings of the Lord make rich and add no sorrow to it. And I need to, and I'm speaking again to men, and also to women, money is not the root of the blessing. It is the blessing of the Lord that makes rich and add no sorrow to it. Let me teach you this and let's close. Can someone give me a mobile phone and 20 pounds? Quick, 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 quick. Mobile. Oh, thank you. Mobile. Hold the mobile. Come, come stand here. Uh, 20, who's got 20 pounds? 10 pounds. You got 20? Oh, thank, uh, you gave it to Emeka. Emeka, come up, come up. You've even got the 20 pounds. It makes sense, actually. Here we go. Here we go. Maxwell, join me here. Emeka, come here. You stay here. Let him stay here. Here you go. Maxwell, hold this 20 pounds up. Hold it up. Here we go. Up. Zop. <laughs> this, this is called money. Listen, husbands and wives, listen, those who want to get married, this is money. This is the shoot. But people use this money, he can use this, if this this money is given to him, the money is used to buy the phone. And the phone is used to get the wife. By communication. 
If he doesn't have the money, he may not have the phone that can communicate with her and get her. Are you following what I'm saying? So, many, if Carl thinks that the more money he has, the more things he can have to maintain her, there will be a problem in between. But money buys this and this can buy this. But who actually buys money? How does money really come? The Bible, give me my iPad. Let me quickly, give me my iPad. Let me use the scripture. Thank you. In, in the book of, in the book of uh, 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 Luke chapter 16, Luke chapter 16, let me give you this quickly. Luke chapter 16 and verse 11, he says, and if you are untrustworthy, keep that up, I'm, I'm going to start from 11, but I want to quickly, hey, yeah, he says, if you are untrustworthy about worldly wealth, who will trust true riches of heaven? Now, listen to me. Let's read it together. He who is faithful in a little thing is also faithful in much. Listen. And he who is dishonest in a very little thing is also dishonest in much. Listen. Therefore, if you have not been faithful in the use of earthly wealth, who will trust and trust what to you? True riches to you. Keep going. Keep going. He says, and if you have... Listen. And if you have been... If you have not been faithful in the use of this earthly wealth, which belongs to another, whether God or man, and of which you are a trustee. Listen to me. Technically, you are a trustee of her. You married her, so technically, you are a trustee of her. And God says, if you are not faithful in this Thing God has trusted in soil using things. This woman that God has trusted into your care, how can God give you what you are praying for that is your own? So what many of us do is we take this money that God has given us to buy this phone and we don't use it to take care of why God gave it to us and we start to use this phone to do disaster all over the place. Because our trust is in this. So the more money we can get, the more we think that we can have enough to make her happy. But God is saying the source of money and blessing comes from me. So I, which is the source, gives you a resource that you can use as a blessing to buy this to take care of her. <laughs> you got to see this. Meaning, when the more cow uses this resource to be a blessing to fulfill God's will in our lives and to use it as a love work to take care of her, the more the blessing comes back and increases. So it's like, can we hold hands? So it's like a circle. Would you get this on the camera? It's like a circle. I'm God. I bless you. You now give it to him. The money comes to him. Because I have commanded you, the money, to be in his hands. Because I entrust, he's been faithful in worldly riches to bless her. And when I see that, wow, she's blessed. I get more money 
Because I am the source to bless Saint Him, to bless Him, so He can continue to bless. Him. And He goes round in a circle. Because God is true riches. But the moment you take God away from it, you take this away from it. All He has left is just a resource which will dry up. And the only thing that keeps him going is not because she's so good to him, but it's just because he is sitting on the love. That the love walk is the root of the blessing. And the root comes from here. And I'm holding her. And I'm holding him. And if we continue to hold ourselves and the root generates water, the shoot and the fruit will continue to produce. But many of you want to make money. You think it's money that will sort your problems. Money is mammon. Let's read the rest of the scripture. I think there's one scripture to go. He says, no servant can serve two masters. For either he will hate one and love the other. Or or he will stand devotedly by the one and despise the other. You can't serve both God and mammon. That is your earthly possession or anything else you trust in and rely on instead of God. And I'm going to move you a bit. Can you go to this side? You go to this side. And it's the same thing. Whatever God gives you as a blessing, God is saying you use to you have to use it to bless him. Because when God sees what he has committed into your hands and he is making progress, God opens the hands again and starts to continue the flow. Because the flow is that she is not blessing him because she is right or he is wrong. She's just righteous. And so she continues to be a blessing regardless of what he does because he, she knows that the root of my blessing comes from God. And if I obey God and not man, God will continue to supply all my needs according to what? His riches in glory through Christ Jesus. Nothing gets this. Where's the, nothing gets this. Or nothing can get this. Unless it's true riches. All of this is in my hands. But because I'm the root, you don't see it. That's why people ignore God first. When there's an issue. Because you don't see it. You don't know that blessings and riches come from my hands. And I give it as I will. But God will not continue to bless me if I'm using the blessing that he's given to me to become a disaster in my own home. So if you're going to marry, think carefully that if I marry, my prayers are only answered by me asserting that love is the root of the blessing, not how much money I can make. Thank you guys. Are you, are you following? Are you following what I'm saying? This is very important because many people have gone away from God. A sure answer to our prayers come by obeying the commandment of love. I will close by giving you Proverbs 21.21. Proverbs 21.21. Whosoever produces righteousness and love. Righteousness and love. You know my second point was be righteous and not right. He who pursues, you have to pursue it, is a skill. Nobody is going to give it to you. He says, he who pursues righteousness and love finds life, prosperity, and honor. Jonathan showed love to David and Mephibosheth was blessed after he died. Boaz showed love to Ruth and he became the great, great, great father of Jesus. 
Jesus says, my blessing is rooted in love. No one can receive my blessing except we follow the pattern of love. Every struggle settles at love. Every struggle settles at love. So the commandment is that the more I love, the more God will bless. Don't love based on what the person gives back to you. Neither should you love based on the recipient. You love based on the root. That my blessing comes from God regardless of what happens. And the cycle will continue. Many men, can I say to the men, many men are not being blessed. Because even the little you have, you're using it for another person. You're married and now you have money. When you didn't have money, you were at home. When you now have money, you're not at home. When you didn't have money, we were sharing uh, accounts together. When you have money, you're, you're, you're secretive. You know, when you didn't have money, you don't travel. When you have money, now you travel. If I travel anywhere in the world, my wife, I've been to places in the world where she's not there, she will not know any wiser. But if I mess up with a woman, I'm messing up the cycle that will be broken. And to you, I will still be pastor. But God has rejected me. Because Saul lived on the throne for 40 years. Don't be fooled. So I'm asking all of us that one of the greatest skills of love, greatest skills of love is to accept that love is the root of the blessing, not money. Did you get anything from it? You've been listening to Ty Adeshugba, pastor of Worship Tabernacle Church. We hope you enjoyed this message. For further inquiries, visit us at www.worshiptabernacle.org.uk Alternatively, call us on 020-7435-3939 You can find us at the Citadel, Worship Tabernacle, 131 St. John's Way, N19 3RQ, Archway, London. Thank you for listening.